Hey everybody, it's Don Tooley, back with another episode of uh, Going to the Show with Tools, my uh, podcast that covers live music in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina in the area. This is my uh, sixth episode, or the September uh, episode of the podcast. So I gotta lead off with an apology, uh, being a, a good Catholic boy that I am. I uh, recorded a, a great segment with my sister Maureen. I was back up in Massachusetts a week or two ago. And uh, Maureen's one of the big influences, as I've talked about my family's big influence on the music I like and going to concerts and stuff. And uh, So was up there and recorded probably a good 20, 25-minute segment with Maureen. And um, due to my own fault and some poor internet connection at my mom's house, lost it. Uh, so wasn't able to, to uh, upload it so you guys could listen to. But um, I'll get back up there during the holidays and hopefully... Uh, Maury and I have some time to record it and get it uploaded properly because uh, I thought it was a really great segment. So hopefully we can come close uh, the next time we do that. So this month you just got May and um, I'll do the usual stuff, talk about what I saw last month and what's coming up this month. So what I saw last month, saw a bunch. It was, it was a good month in August and uh, start of September. Uh, the first thing I went to was uh, the Confluence Music Festival out to the Whitewater Center, which I talked about last month, but it was all focusing on local bands in the Charlotte area. And uh, two days, Saturday and Sunday, I thought it was a wonderful idea, and they pulled it off really great. Uh, they also had some seminars and roundtable discussion kind of things, and I wish uh, I showed a little more, more courage and went to those because I probably could have learned a lot more. But um, didn't feel quite like an insider enough to go. But if they do it again next year, I'll, I'll definitely um, join in on some of those. I, I'm sure I could have learned a lot listening to people and taking part in that. But uh, the way they set things up, it was neat. They had three different stages and kind of rotated the times around so you could bop around and check out the different music. But they used the main stage where they do River Jam and the other festivals. And they used uh, the small stage across uh, the river by the restaurant and then they also had a stage out in the woods where they do uh, yoga classes so that was a real intimate stage but it worked out great both days I spent several hours out there each day and uh, saw some great bands and and new stuff for me to listen to and new bands to check out in the area Um, so let's get into that on Saturday I saw Sinners and Saints was the first band I checked out they were um uh, bluegrass duo, really, really good show. Really enjoyed them. And, um, we'll see them down the line again. Uh, the next band was at, uh, the smaller stage across the river, Chicola, which, uh, has gotten a lot of good write-ups in the, in the Charlotte area. People are into them. They're a kind of Latin based band, uh, really different stuff. Um, I wasn't totally into them, but they drew a good crowd and, and people enjoyed them. And then uh, the last band I saw that night was Downtown Abbey and the Echoes. They played the main stage, and they were my favorite band of the weekend. They just killed it. Uh, Rock, funk, soul, um, bluesy stuff a little bit too, and they were just fabulous. Great energy, good tunes, uh, fabulous lead singer, um, woman on vocals who was great. Uh, we'll definitely check that out, out again. And if you're interested in, in listening to a really good local band, find them online and uh, give, give them a listen and, and go to a show. They were a lot of fun. And then on Sunday, uh, when I first got out there, I went out to the, the stage in the woods um, by the yoga setup, and it was uh, Jason Jett was playing. And he did kind of some 
uh, soul and R&B stuff. I probably checked out 20, 30 minutes of his set. Uh, he did a cover of uh, Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye, which is one of my favorites. And I think most people's, uh, hits a lot of people's favorite songs. But uh, his set was good. Uh, definitely talented younger guy. Um, and then the funny thing about his set was, so it was this real intimate stage, kind of open deck set up and people could sit different places and they had a few benches up in front of the band. And, and as I, I sat towards the back and as I was sitting there watching the, the duo play, there was a girl up front and I thought for a while she was asleep. Um, cause she just had her head so far down, like chin in her chest kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my God, that woman's sitting right in front of the band, you know, and she was by herself on this bench from directly center of the stage in front of the band. And I'm like, she's sleeping. She's sleeping in the middle of their show. That is so rude. But it turns out she was just really into her phone because I saw her look up a few times and then look back down at her phone. But uh, I was like, oh, these poor guys, they're playing in front of like 20, 30 people and get to play this showcase. And, and uh, this woman in the front row is not paying attention to them at all, but who knows? Maybe she was one of their girlfriends or wives. Who knows? But uh, just a, a little thing I noticed during the show. And then after that, I went over to the big stage and saw uh, Junior Astronomers, a new band to me. And uh, they were, they rocked. They were a lot of fun. And uh, I look forward to seeing them again. Um, definitely like hard, loud rock. I'd, I'd put them a little bit in the um, Rage Against the Machine category, kind of without the Morello acrobatics on guitar but um the guitarist a little bit more of a screamer than a singer but um he's definitely got that front man personality and talent and and uh just fun band love to see them in a small club they they had a show a little a little bit after that at um snug Har harbor with their record label but i wasn't able to get out to it but i'd love to see them in a place like that i'm, I'm sure they just kill it and uh, then after that was akita uh, the funk band that I, I've mentioned on here before, they played the smaller stage across the river and uh, had a lot of people up and dancing with their funk and had the horns going and, and all that. And uh, they definitely seem to have a good local lo loyal following um, with them. And, and they did a great set. And then um, closing out Sunday was a band called uh, Rosewood Mission. Uh, they were a trio, if I remember correctly. A little bit older guys, I'd say like in their 30s. Most of the bands out there were younger bands. Um, but they put on a really good show, good sound. I think a little bit, maybe like black keys. And I'll say, I'm always horrible at comparing bands, but, um, I'd say a little bit like black keys, good songs. Um, nice tight band. Good. Everybody in the band was real talented. Uh, definitely enjoyed them. And, um, after confluence, the next show I went to was, um, triple C brewery in the South end, their anniversary party. And as I mentioned before, they, they throw great parties and always bring in good bands. I got out there in time to see um, two of the bands, uh, Songs from the Road Band, which was a bluegrass band, probably five. I think it was five pieces, maybe six in the band, but they put on a fun show. Uh, definitely pretty straight ahead um, bluegrass. They did some covers and stuff. As I walked in, they were doing a Elvis Presley cover, which which I love, Elvis. Um, so that connected with me. Um, they had a little weather in between uh, Songs from the Road Band and, and the headliner, who was uh, Liz Cooper and the Stampede, who I was I was psyched to see. I checked out some of their stuff online. They played um, Visualite probably a couple months earlier, and I thought about going and wasn't able to get out there for it, but um, read a lot of good stuff about them. So I was kind of psyched they were coming to Triple C and playing for free, and I didn't love them. 
Uh, I was a little disappointed. The band was great. It was a trio, good sound, rock, kind of indie rock kind of stuff. And the band was really tight. And they even jammed out um, in some spots and stuff. But I didn't love the singer, Liz Cooper, whose name is on the band. Um, but they had a real strong showing out there. People were really into them. And like I said, I've read real positive stuff online. So um, I'm outside the norm a little bit on that. Um, and then after that was a show at um, Charlotte Credit Metro Union Amphitheater uh, in the Music Factory, the as I keep calling it, the small amphitheater in town. It was uh, Gary Clark Jr. with uh, Marcus King Band opening. And that was another show um, where weather played a part. I went up there with my buddy Aaron, and as we showed up, the skies just opened up and let loose. Total Charlotte summer uh, thunderstorm deal. Uh, we went and hit out in, in small bar for a little bit, and uh, our buddy Fernando was there bartending, and he was just slammed back there. He was doing the best he could to sling drinks and keep up with the crowd in there. And uh, the show was evacuated, so people had to wait until the storm passed by, and uh, you know, everybody got notices on their phones that the doors were open and, um, we got down there. Aaron had seen Marcus King band with me a few times. So he was excited like I was and, and they killed it. I swear that band is, is just getting better and better with their blues and funk and soul and bands just super tight with their jams and everyone's talented and Marcus King with his voice and guitar. Uh, they're just, you know, they're growing and growing and they're really going places. I, I was pumped. Um, you know, they're not big enough yet to headline something like that, but they're going places. I think it's maybe this weekend or next weekend, they're playing out to Pisgah, their, uh, family reunion shows where they take over Pisgah for the weekend. And they got, um, Jason Isbell playing with them and a couple other big bands. And that sh show sold out last year and it sold out again this year. So just really excited for those guys and, and the success they're having. And then, um, Gary Clark Jr. Who's got a huge reputation and growing as well. And, and, uh, he came out and headlined. I saw him probably two years ago, maybe three. Now he opened up for, um, my morning jacket and put on a good show and I enjoyed it. So I was psyched to go to this show with these, with this duo. And it, I think I, I did. Well, I know I definitely enjoyed his opening set with my morning jacket better than this one. It just, he's talented and good singer and good guitarist and everything. It just, uh, it just didn't grab me. Um, so I was a little disappointed in that, but, um, the crowd was definitely into him. And like I said, his reputation's only growing. He's playing bigger and bigger shows with, you know, bigger artists and stuff and he's growing. So I'm definitely in, um, the minority of that one, as far as, um, appreciating Gary Clark. But a funny thing about the show was I was, I was sitting there, you know, checking it out and, and thinking about what I'd seen over the summer. And I've seen a bunch of guitarist heavy bands and a bunch of really great guitarists this summer. And I don't consider myself, you know, like a guitar geek, you know, follower, um, you know, just love to see great guitarists. And those are the bands I'm into. But, you know, so over the summer, I've seen, you know, Trey with Fish and John Mayer playing with Dead and Company and Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi with Tedeschi Trucks and and uh, Luther Dickinson with um, North Mississippi All-Stars. And, and these two guys, I'm like, damn, I've seen a lot of guitar heavy bands this summer, which isn't a bad thing. But um, like I said, not really the bands I, I, I would say I'm into all the time. But I'm definitely glad that Charlotte's gotten such great guitars coming through. And and Warren Haynes came through with, with uh, Gurman Mule. I missed their show, but uh, they came th through town too. Um, 
so just a kind of neat thing I thought about during the show. And, and, um, then next up was, uh, my favorite show that I'll review this month. And, and probably if not the best, one of the best shows I've seen this summer, it was out to Pisgah Brewing and Black Mountain, North Carolina, I drove out there on a Sunday afternoon, beautiful ride out there to um, Black Mountain. It's out on the way to, to Asheville and cool little town you drive through to get up to the brewery. And as I pretty sure I'd mentioned on my earlier podcast, they um, have a great setup in this um, grassy area next to the uh, brewery and they line it with Christmas lights you know, around the perimeter and they got a good stage and good sound out there and they have food trucks come in and they have, uh, you know, they're beers for sale and lemonade for sale, all that cool summer show stuff. But, um, it was, uh, Molly Tuttle, uh, opened up for, um, old crow medicine show and Molly Tuttle's really just kind of blown up the last couple of months and, and gotten my attention. Jason Isbell who's probably my favorite musician going right now. He's been pumping her up on Twitter and stuff and, and she's opened up some shows, you know, with some big artists and just getting a lot of notoriety and you know i think she did a tiny desk show and and stuff like that and um so i was psyched to see her i got out there early enough to see her and and um got a spot pretty close up to the stage and and she was fantastic she's really known for her um acoustic guitar abilities and how good she is on the acoustic and i was definitely impressed with her she kind of plays that claw hammer uh style a little bit and and she was a fantastic guitarist. Her band was great. She's a great singer. They had excellent songs. They did some cool, uh, one or two cool covers in there too. She had great stage presence, you know, told some really funny and, um, cute stories and stuff. And, uh, was just very, very impressed with her. And then old crow medicine show came out and just they're them and steep Canyon are my two favorite bluegrass bands. I'd, I'd say off the top of my head, but, um, they just killed it. Came out, did two hours, high energy, um, you know, they're hilarious on stage. They're talented, you know, all the musicianship and the singing and the entertaining. And they, um, you know, told a story about how they got, uh, discovered by doc Watson on the streets up in Boone busking and, and, uh, brought out a guy that used to flat, flat, uh, flat dance with him, hillbilly stomp kind of thing with him, you know, when they bust and brought him out and he danced for a couple tunes and, and just engaged the audience so well. And, and just entertained and it was fantastic. Uh, just great, great show by them. They opened up with, um, raise a ruckus. And then later on played this show about, um, I hope I'm stoned when the Lord calls me home. Um, that was really cool tune. They had everybody sing along to that. And, um, interesting, interesting thing about that show was, um, you know, it was a Sunday night show and I had to work Monday morning and I had a two plus hour ride home. So I kind of, plan to not stay all the way through the encore and, and boogie when I could and, and hit the road. Cause it was going to be about 11. I wouldn't get home till after one. And, uh, I kind of set my, myself to leave when they, um, played wagon wheel. Cause I figured they'd close out the set with it or they'd do it during the encore. And that'd be my cue to, to get out of there. So, I, uh, t- right towards the end of the show, I went up uh, to the back to use the bathroom and then found a spot in the back, which is usually where I go. You know, because I'm older and I don't like to get jostled and shoved around a lot and bumped into and 
I'm tall and I, you know, I always feel bad when somebody's just like, you had to stand in front of me, you know, it does all that. So usually I stand towards the back and I can see the show from anywhere. So I'm good and enjoy myself. But like I said, I got up here early, so I was up pretty close, um, for both, uh, the opener and old crow Molly Tuttle. And, and I watched the last few sh- songs from the back and they played uh, wagon wheel stayed for wagon wheel. Then they played one more and then, uh, they went into the encore and I took off, uh, you know, at that point, so I could hit the road and, and get on home, but it was two totally different experiences from being 10, 12 people from the stage as opposed to being the back. And, uh, it, it really, uh, struck me while I was there. So kind of interesting, uh, the experience, um, I had at that show, you know, with being up close and then being more towards the back too. So maybe I have to go up, go up front a little more, but I'm sure it helped that, um, old crow gets a little older crowd. So, you know, it wasn't getting jostled and bumped around as much or beer spelt on me or people smoking cigarettes near me, anything like that. But, uh, interesting. So, and then, um, then after that, I went to a show at neighborhood theater and saw two local bands or localish, um, the opening band. Well, really they did, they both kind of co-headlined. They both played about the same amount of time, about an hour 15 sets. Uh, the first band was, uh, swim, swim in, uh, the wild. They were a local band. I didn't know them uh, going up there, but they said that they're from Charlotte and they'd uh, been playing together for years, took some time off, and now they're getting back into recording and playing and wanted to play some more gigs and stuff. And they were really fun. They played a great set, had good songs. Um, the first part of the set, a uh, guy on guitar was singing, and then him and the drummer switched. The guitarist went on to drums, and the drummer came up front and got on guitar, and he sang the second half and, and they were a lot of fun, definite rock band and, uh, enjoyed, enjoy them. We definitely check them out again. And then, um, Travis brothership was who I went to go see. That's the one that drew me and, and they're from Asheville. Um, they're kind of, their label is a funk band, which they are a funk band, but they play a bunch of different stuff. They played reggae. They played funk. They played straight out rock stuff. They played some prog rock stuff. They jam a ton. Um, they were just a ton of fun and really talented musicians. Um, you know, each of them and, and it's a brother on guitar and brother on drums and that's how they got their name, but I will definitely check them out again. And, and I would encourage anyone that likes that kind of genre of music to, to find them online and listen to them. But, um, you know, as, as I say, I'm not good at comparing bands, but I'll continue to do it. Um, I compared them a lot to a band. I like Humphreys McGee and it, and because they play different genres and jam and are talented, but I actually like their songs better than Humphrey's songs. That's always my complaint with Humphrey's. I don't think they're the best songwriters, but um, they make up with it, just their incredible musicianship. But, and I like the singer in Travers Brothership better than I like um, uh, the singer in uh, Humphrey's McGee too. So two bands with totally different success levels. Humphreys is much more successful in Travis brothership, but, uh, I give credit to Travis, Travis brothership for, uh, their strengths in comparison to them. So, um, that was a lot of shows. I got to see a lot of stuff in August and, and started September. So, uh, kind of winding down the summer shows, but, uh, it was a great, great way to do it. And a, and a bunch of those were free shows too, which is uh, great for the budget. But, um, so what's coming up? There's a ton coming up in Charlotte. Uh, I wish I had the time and money to go to all these. And there's a bunch of nights where there's multiple shows I want to see. 
So definitely not going to see everything this month, but um, I said some really cool stuff coming. So let's dive into that. Uh, tomorrow night on the uh, 19th, there's uh, a couple shows in town. One is uh, Smoothhound Smith, who I saw earlier this summer out to the Whitewater Center band out of Nashville. If I remember correctly, they're playing Evening Muse in Noda. And then also on the 19th, Casey Musgraves, a uh, country artist, is playing uh, Charlotte Metro Credit Union in the Music Factory. And uh, oh, and I skipped over um, the 18th, which is today, Keb Moe, who's a blues legend and star, star in that um, genre of music, blues, is playing on McLaurin Amphitheater uptown. Um, going on to the 20th, which is uh, Friday, ni- Friday night, there's three shows in town, actually. I thought I'd be going to see... Kid Rock and Hank Williams Jr., uh, they're playing PNC, the big uh, amphitheater, but um, uh, one of my friends is crazy Kid Rock fan, but um, we never got together and made plans, and he actually sold it out up there, which it's 20,000, I think 20,000 or 20,000 plus is the capacity up there, so not many bands sell it out, like I think this summer, um, The Dead sold it out, Luke Combs sold it out, uh, obviously these guys did, but I don't think two usually each summer not too many bands sell out up there um it's just a big big venue but um kid rock he sold it out so i saw him a couple of years ago up there and he puts on an awesome show it was my first time seeing him and i know a lot of people are anti-kid rock you know musically and politically and all that but he puts on a show and a half and uh, he really puts out for it uh so anyways also on friday night is a um, band i saw a little bit ago blackfoot gypsies out of nashville who i loved uh, they're playing Evening Muse. And then the show I'm going to is Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, band I love, uh, alt-country, punk kind of mix. Uh, singer reminds me a ton of um, Janis Joplin. It's a great voice, great songwriter. Um, and they were supposed to pl- – I saw them in Neighborhood earlier, but they were supposed to play the Whitewater Center. I mentioned a few podcasts ago, and they got rained out, so I'm pumped they're back. And uh, we'll be up there Friday night no, to, to check them out. And then uh, Saturday night's another night with a uh, collision of shows. Drive-By Truckers is playing uh, Neighborhood Theater. And then the show I'll most likely be going to is at the Whitewater Center, which is part of their uh, Flow Fest they got out this weekend. It's all yoga, pretty much sunrise to sunset for a couple days out there. But um, they do have music as well. And, and Johnny Swim is headlining Saturday night and they're a duo. I love, um, husband and wife and just harmonize and he plays acoustic guitar. And then, um, they add to the band, you know, they bring another player out. Uh, last time I saw them, last time I saw them was Fillmore. Um, but they're, they're just a great show. Really enjoy them. So I think I'll be going out there. Also have another collision with something I love, uh, college football and my boys Notre Dame are playing Georgia that night, but I think I'm going to go for the uh, live music, probably my last chance to get out to the center, um, this summer. So most likely I'll be checking out music as long as it's a nice, nice night. And all. but, um, and then September 23rd, uh, Rhiannon Giddens, uh, who's an artist in the, um, folk Americana country genre, who's just really blown up the last few years. I've gotten to see her a couple times at, uh, festivals. Uh, I'm not, the hugest fan, but she, she's very well respected and um, something I meant to talk about at the start of the show, but the Ken Burns country documentary is playing on PBS this week. I was just watching it before I, I came in to record and um, fabulous documentary. So check that out when you can, but she's 
featured very prominently in it, you know, getting interviewed and stuff. And she plays Austin city limits and played tiny desk concerts, all the stuff. So she's huge. And, and, uh, I'm sure she's going to pack it in at, um, uh, McLoy she's playing. And then on the 25th is a show. I believe I'm going to got to rally my friends together for this one, but uh dropkick Murphy's is playing the, um, Irish mass holes with, uh, shipping off to Boston and uh, they have Clutch opening with them also on the lineup. Clutch is a band out of Philly who's been around forever. And I got to see them for the first time, um, I think it was two summers ago. They played with Primus, and I love them and heard a lot of great things about them. Just never was able to catch them. They don't tour a ton and um, loved them. So I think with those two bands, I definitely want to get up there next week and, and see that show. And then also on the 25th, um, Guns N' Roses is playing our basketball arena at the Spectrum Center. I have no idea what Axl Rose has left. I'm not <laughs> really interested in seeing it, but I'm sure they'll they'll get a big crowd. I had tickets to see them on the Use Your Illusion tour at UMass. I'd graduated, but uh, and it was like eighth or ninth row. I got awesome tickets the day they went on sale, and they canceled once because of a snowstorm. They rescheduled, and the band just totally fell apart and they canceled the rest of the tour after that. And I think Axel, Axel had some injury. It was definitely in that stage of their career when they were still huge and Axel was acting like an idiot. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I don't have a, a lot of interest in seeing them now, even though I consider appetite for destruction, a top five rock album of all time. I can still listen to that album CD and love every song on it. Um, and then we got September 26th, Holly Bowling, uh, pianist, is playing the Booth Playhouse uptown. She's kind of grown the last year or two. She's uh, found her niche. She plays classical piano, but she does fish and dead covers and um, does it solo. She's also uh, hooked up with a band uh, that she's touring with, too, but I believe this show is solo. I'm interested in that. I don't know if I'll get up there for it, but I'm definitely interested in checking her out. Um, I haven't seen her yet. And then also on the 26th, Drew Holcomb is playing Neighborhood Theater. And then on the um, 27th, I'm bummed I'm out of town for this. I got a wedding that weekend. But uh, Lucinda Williams, who's just a legend in uh, all country and Americana, is playing Ovens in uh, Town Ovens Theater. And um, seen Lucinda a couple times and love, love her. On uh, the 28th, uh, the Get Right Band, I believe, is closing out the River Jam series. I think that's the last night of River Jam up to the Whitewater Center. And then um, October 3rd, um, Medes John Medeski's Mad Skillet is playing Neighborhood Theater. Uh, John Medeski from Medeski Martin Wood, who you may know. And then also on the 3rd, uh, Langhorn Slim is playing the Visualite in town. And then on the 4th... Um, Perpetual Groove, kind of electronic jam band dance steel. Uh, it was very popular. They're playing Neighborhood Theater. And then on uh, October, also on the 4th, Sam Bush, um, Bluegrass Legend is playing uh, McGloin Uptown. And then on the 5th, we got a bad another bad collision. End of September and October are full of these collisions where bands I want to see are playing the same night. But uh, Jimmy Herring, who's a guitar jam band legend, uh, his current gig is playing with Widespread Panic. Um, he's starting up a new uh, side act called Five of Seven, and they're going to be playing Neighborhood Theater on the 5th. Also that night, uh, Whitey Morgan is playing Amos's in the South End. Uh, he's alt-country, and I haven't seen him before and, and really like his stuff online. So I think I'll probably go to Amos's that night and check out um, Whitey Morgan. 
And then on the sixth, um, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer ZZ Top are playing the um, the big amphitheater in town. They got Cheap Trick opening for them, another Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band. Um, and then on the seventh, uh, Justin Towns Earl is playing in the neighborhood, who's, who's um, very well respected artist. And I got to tell a story about Justin Towns Earl uh, several years ago, probably ten years ago now. Uh, my friend. Uh, John Tucker Tuck out in San Francisco invited me out for a weekend to be out there to see the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival, which, if you don't know, is one of the best festivals in America. I just had a fabulous time at it. It's all for free, all in Golden Gate Park, several stages over several days. And it's the bands that they get to go out there and the setup and everything is just amazing. If you've been to San Francisco and been to Golden Gate Park, just beautiful park in the middle of a huge, huge city. And so how Justin Towns Earl walks, uh, works in, uh, I was really excited to see him. I read a lot of great stuff about him, you know, before I went out there, you know, did all my research and was picking the bands I wanted to see among the grid, you know, each day. And, um, so I talked Tucker. I'm like, we got to see this guy, Justin Towns Earl. And so he was playing this stage that was way far away from the main stage where we had kind of camped out. And, um, so we walked through the woods and you kind of had to, jam through people to get out there and it was a total hassle we got there and his set was a total snooze fest for me and like i said he's you know very well respected renowned all that but it was just these dirty songs you know one after another and i'm like oh this guy's so depressing and, and i just kept looking over at tuck i'm like oh man i'm sorry dude hauled <laughs> you know, all the way out here and then we're gonna have to haul the way back to go see the other bands we wanted to say but uh, I'm sure I made it up for Tuck and bought him a beer too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's Justin Towns Earl's coming to town. Nice of me to step out and take a shot at him. But um, October 8th, moving on, is uh, Built to Spill, awesome rock band. Uh, they've been around, veterans, they've been around for a long time. They're playing the underground at uh, Fillmore, the small, small club there. And then a uh, show I do not want to miss on October 9th is Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. Um, funk band extraordinaire and super uh, talented saxophonist. They're playing neighborhood theater on the ninth. And uh, then on the weekend of the 11th, uh, the 11th through the 13th, found out about this festival down in Greenville, South Carolina uh, called fall for Greenville. And it looks like food fest and they, and they got bands and stuff looks really cool. And it, it's uh, for free, you know, obviously buy food tickets and stuff, but the music's for free. And they got some great bands playing there over the weekend. They, uh, White Denim out of Austin, who I love, is playing. Future Birds, who are really big, they're playing. Uh, Lily Hyatt is uh, playing as well. I haven't seen her, so I'm hoping I can catch her down there. But um, and I, another reason I was excited is several of my friends have told me that I love Greenville. You know, good food town and party town and, and pretty. And I just haven't gotten down there. I've driven by it a couple times, going other places. So as long as the weather's good, I. I Definitely want to get down there for a day of um, fall for Greenville. And then also that weekend on the 12th, uh, Reckless Kelly is playing Neighborhood Theater. And then the last show of the month is uh, October 14th. Coheed and Cambria is playing the Fillmore. I've seen them a bunch of times and love them. Um, a little bit out of my normal bands I go see, but they're hard rock, prog rock. And they're just fantastic Um and really special tie to me because my nephew Joe, my late nephew Joe, passed away last summer. Joe got me into Coheed and told me I'd like him. And and he's like, let's go see him. And we saw them a couple times around North uh, Hartford, Connecticut. I believe we saw them both times. 
uh, Joe and I went to go see him twice and, and I've seen him with other friends, uh, since then. So a little special tie to Kohi and Cambria. So as long as that show doesn't sell out too fast, I will, um, get out, get out there to see Coheed. So that kind of, that was a busy October, busy rest of September and October, mid October. There's going to be a ton of shows in Charlotte. So hopefully I get out there and, uh, we have some good stuff to report on, uh, in the next, next podcast, I will come hell or high water. I will have some guests on next month. I have a few, I think really good ideas to talk about in um, with guests and I just go over them concerts they've seen and they've done, but kind of tackle some um, subjects, you know, and get a few people on and, and, and talk about things. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. So I will um, make the promise. We'll have some guests on next month and, and uh, change things up and, and do some new stuff. I also got some really great feedback and suggestions of artists that people want me to interview on the show. So as long as we can put that together, I think that would be great to add on the show. So I, I appreciate people helping me out with that. And hopefully that's something we can uh, add uh, coming up in the future. But uh, other than that, thanks for taking the time to listen to uh, go on the show with tools. I'm um, loving doing this and I, and uh, very thankful that people are listening and uh, going out this month for our song is going to be um, Nothing Feels Right But Doing Wrong by Sarah Shook and, the, and uh, this, um, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. We were playing the Neighborhood uh, Theater on Friday, the 20th of September. So check out Sarah Shook and this song. I love it and uh, hope uh, you enjoy it as well. <laughs>